You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. This, this is, is Talking with the Pros. The pros. Like professionals. This is Talking with the Pros with me, Jess B. I speak to the professionals in the world of audio to gain an insight into what it takes to become a pro. Talking with the Pros. RT, thank you so much for being here with Talking with the Pros. I appreciate you taking the time to come and talk with us. Tell me about your your field of interest. What got you loving what you do? I mean, I I work in TV, Mm. TV production, broadcasting. I just fell in love with it by doing it. When I was a student here, I was working on working with the radio station. Um, Nice. Found out there were opportunities to work with UNLV TV. Okay. Started doing that. I just really loved it. So it was for me the the way that I, I fell in love with it was literally by doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I really kind of am one of those rarities that, you know, I actually enjoy my job. Mm-hmm. It can be stressful. Stressful as all hell. We had a very stressful day recently when uh, we had multiple systems that were all kind of dying all at once, but I figured it out. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, got through it. And but, that's uh, the nature of production, right? Oh, it, very, very much mm-hmm. so. I have a saying. Mm-hmm. I also teach. I say to them is... We don't freak out. We figure it out, right? Because mm-hmm. in live production, there's an expletive we use that uh, basically rhymes with it. It happens. We say that quite often because it does very often. That's very much a part of production is, is you know, don't freak out, figure it out because you need to figure out another way to, to get around it. Mm-hmm. And if you're freaking out, there's no way you're going to be able to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my mentality because a lot of can go wrong in production. Yeah. Um, so talk about how you... We're actually part of the UNLV radio, like the KUNV side. Dipped your toes in there? Yeah, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I got in pretty early, basically right at the onset of the HD2 station. We didn't have a lot of students, not a lot of student staff. Not a lot of people know this. I was actually uh, the second president of the hey, station. Wow. <laughs> I'm incoming president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a lot of people know that. Awesome. So yeah, I was president and I, I did my show. Uh, that, I mean, that was that was before, you know, that we had a solid format. Mm-hmm. Um so everybody's show was different, mm-hmm. and uh, mine was called B sides, featuring bands you know, songs you don't, and a few bands you never heard of. That's awesome. Right? That um, sounds like a great show. Yeah, yeah. right. Because um, I mean, you, you think about the albums that you know, the albums that you mm-hmm. love, mm-hmm. and there's really only four or five songs that make it on the radio that yeah. are like the the big hits that everybody mm-hmm. knows. Mm-hmm. So that show was all about playing the other six, seven, eight tracks that mm-hmm. are on an album. Right. And that was that was the show. And it was it was great because, uh, you know, I didn't didn't have a lot of listenership, but, uh, you know, the 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 people that were listening um, appreciated it because mm-hmm. it wasn't the same old, same old. Mm-hmm. That was pretty great. Yeah. That was what I did. So um, yeah. And that old tagline broadcasting from the basement of UNLV. Yeah, that was that was me. I, I love that. That was me. Oh, great. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, that was That's me. my favorite line. That's what got me here. I'm like, yeah. a basement. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty special time. Um, but it was it was a long time ago, long mm-hmm. longer than I care to say. <laughs> but uh, wow, that's yeah. awesome. So you know about audio and yeah. the radio side of it, yeah. and you were saying that you also teach here. I do. What other things at uh, UNLV are you doing with the teaching side? Just briefly, and then we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll come back um, to Teaching, I mean, it's known as Journalism 325 in mm-hmm. the you know the record books. Makes it yeah. sound awesome, yeah. but you know what I mean. Um, course but, catalog. Uh, in the course catalog, <laughs> there we go. 
I mean, it's electronic media production too, mm-hmm. you know, so we, I teach them all about news and, you know, how, how news works and different story formats. Cause mm-hmm. a, a lot of people think it's just a package and there's mm-hmm. way more than that. So we go over that and everything, uh, just all things media mm-hmm. really. And it's more than, more than just news, you know, they shoot yeah. more, you know, they, so they you, shoot other. So you dipped your too. toes into yeah. the radio yeah. and then you, then you found broadcasting. It, what draw you to that part? Was it the behind the scenes? Was it the production and everything that goes in the pre-production for a show? And- yeah. Yeah. Pretty much all of it. You know, cause after I graduated, I went to work immediately over at channel eight I and mean, I was an editor over there for a long time. They call it a production specialist. So they, that's basically a, a yeah, camera operator a in the studio. Right. I, I, I did that for a while and then I, then I left and that's how I ended up over here. So, you know, that took, you know, five years of professional experience mm-hmm. that I had in TV news and yeah. Something that, you know, some people say about working in TV news that it five years is 10 years. Wow. It's really five yeah. years is 10 years just because yeah. of the medium, you know, breaking news and just just of the sheer volume of shows, you know, depending on the place that you uh, work at. Yeah, I, I had worked there and then came over here. So, yeah, I've, I've been kind of like all over with broadcasting, started with radio, mm-hmm. got into, you know, TV, mm-hmm. you know, true terrestrial broadcasting mm-hmm. over the air. Um, and then now I'm mostly a uh, digital broadcasting. That's awesome. Were you ever in front of the camera over there? Uh, no, 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 yeah. no. Always, Sticking always behind the camera. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely uh, in the rear with the gear kind of mm-hmm. guy. I love that. I love that as well. That's another fun thing about the radio is that I'm behind a mic and I'm in my own environment, yeah. but it's still going out there and reaching out to people. And that's what I always thought about it mm-hmm. is that no matter what, yeah, you're by yourself in the studio mm-hmm. or in this case, you know, it's, it's the two of us mm-hmm. having this conversation with you, but I'm having the conversation with everybody. everybody. Right. It's, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, that's, especially in a radio setting when you're, and you're playing music, you know, when you have your hit, you go on and you're, you're talking to everybody and you're not getting the feedback. It's knowing it, that's, that's what we signed up for. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's definitely what you sign up for. And that's such an interesting thing mm-hmm. um, to, to get used to because you'll, you know, you're doing it and you're, and you're talking, but who are you talking for? I mean, it's, it's for that listener. So you need to be in that listener mindset while you're also talking. So I always thought that was such an, such an interesting thing to get into. Yeah. That's so perfectly put. So you move from broadcast on local TV news and now you came back. You came back to UNLV. So. Yeah. Yeah. Ended up over here. Um, yeah. Uh, after after a while, they, they wanted me to teach. So I've been teaching uh, teaching since 2019 now, doing uh, just a lot of TV production. UNLV TV, we do have you know, a relatively high volume of clients, different productions that we do. So been doing a lot of everything. And during the pandemic, mm-hmm. I mean, that was kind of a crazy time for us. We became fully, booked. Str- uh, fully booked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we became a streaming hub. Uh, UNLV TV did because there's a there's a lot of content makers here on campus there's a lot of people that know how to shoot with a camera they know how to get good audio with it because that's kind of the biggest thing you know video can be crushed by not having good audio so there's a lot of people that know how to do that on mm-hmm. campus because of what everybody was kind of going through and everybody had to be kind of split up and everything. Um, we became a streaming hub, uh, because we're very good at what we do and we're very good at streaming and being able to provide, um, multi-camera 
streaming pretty much anywhere. But at that time, I was also working Channel 5, the director over there. And that's a completely different environment because that's an automated television environment. And what, that. What would an automated television look like, production wise? Automated television is a completely different beast because in the TV studio, you have your anchors, right? They're in there and there is no camera operators in the studio. There's nobody working in the studio wow. at all. And, and that's, that's pretty customary in a studio like what we have because we have camera operators. We have a floor director on the floor. We have, you know, people directing the anchors and reporters yes. around at an automated station. None of that. The director is responsible for video playback, for CGs, for, uh, for the audio, for directing, advancing mm-hmm. the show and all those things. But it's all broken down to basically being one button. Like we code everything out so that it knows I'm going to do this camera, this microphone, this graphic, and I'm going to do exactly all of these things in this order. Mm -hmm. So we would code it in that order. And that's, that's how an automated, automated news environment works. It's also kind of weird because you can mess things up Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden a a camera goes flying across the, the studio. So, yeah, wow. got to got to watch out for those things. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely happened. Yeah, watch your head. Yeah. <laughs> I know I was interested and in thinking about doing double majors, but uh so I do appreciate and I have a love for production side. If somebody like myself was interested in doing that major, what are some things that people wouldn't expect that go on and go into that side of broadcast. One of the biggest things that I would say is that there's a lot more than just putting on the show, right? Because um, there's there's all the pre-production. Sometimes there's post-production. You know, it, it just kind of depends on the content that you're creating. So yeah, there, there can be a lot of pre-production that might be going out and shooting footage for B-roll or for packages and, and getting sound from people, interviews and such. That might mean, you know, getting set pieces and building a set, uh, things like that. Fortunately here at UNLV, we have our set. So, you know, we're, we're pretty well positioned there. Kind of, kind of all these things. And there's, there can be potentially so many little things. I mean, you can think of it almost like making a movie. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't show up to the movie set and start that day. You know, the, the directors and the producers, they're working on all kinds of different things beforehand. Same thing goes for TV, you know, definitely not as much as, you know, making a movie, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it, it really is the same thing. And it's um, a fast paced environment. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Especially like a live TV environment. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're going to do that one show that day and then tomorrow it's going to be a completely different show and the next day a completely different show and the next day another completely different show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's completely, completely fast paced. And, you know, it's all about it's all about being topical. Right. Mm-hmm. Talking, talking about what's happening right now, mm-hmm. you know, and there might be some follow up to something that might have happened a couple of days ago, new information that's been released. But, uh, yeah, it's always, you know, putting out that new information and at all a times. chase for that content. Too. Oh, yeah. So definitely. When you're doing your rundowns, it's like breaking news and exactly. now everything's changed. Exactly. Yeah. And I've I've worked plenty of newscasts, uh, professional newscasts over at Fox 5 and Channel 8 where, you know, the producer's entire rundown, you know, that in the rundown is you know, where they, they stack the entire show, you know, it's, it's this, the first story, the top story, uh, then the next story, then weather, then, you know, all those things, right. 
an entire producer's rundown just gets thrown out the window because there's, you know, a shooting somewhere mm-hmm. or or a fire somewhere mm-hmm. or uh, maybe the, the president wants to make a national address. Mm-hmm. As broadcasters, we know that we have to make that that those things available right. through terrestrial broadcasting means. So. Because you know, the other channels are doing it. And exactly. So they're exactly. shooting it. And you yeah. Bring your side. Trying to trying to trying to bring, get that viewership on your mm-hmm. side too, right? There's definitely a lot to it, and yeah, with production, it, there's a lot more to, like I said, just putting on the show. There's everything that comes before it, potentially a lot that comes after it. Mm-hmm. You know, again, also like a movie, there's still all the editing. You know, taking all the everything that was shot and you know re reimagining it. Mm-hmm. TV. Not nearly as intricate still. You know, we might need to do some editing afterwards. Maybe we didn't do graphics on screen uh, while we were recording it. So we, you know, add those in post. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's there's pre-production, the production, and post-production. So there's, mm-hmm. you know, a lot to it. A lot to it. You mentioned, like, sound sound bites. Yeah. I'm figuring, like, when, you are go- when people go out and record something live, like, on the street. Yeah, like, exactly. Taking like, account everything the sound you know in our case uh in like a news in like a news environment for Mm -hmm. for example going out and getting interviews from people that are this this is what i always say in my in my you know in my 325 class because Mm -hmm. it's it's uh the first half of it is very very Mm news-based interviews should be somebody that's connected or affected uh to the story Right. So, you know, talking about a story about, you know, a house fire that happened the other day, somebody connected or affected uh, might be a person who lived in the house or, you know, uh, a a neighbor who knows the people that that lived there. Right. Um, These are directly connected and affected and or affected by the story. Mm -hmm. The PIO, the public information officer from, you know, the police or fire directly connected or affected right so yeah so when you get audio when you're getting that sound from people those are the people that you want to want to go for mm-hmm. every every single time mm-hmm. if you're just grabbing you know person on the street you know that's that's not so great and, you know, like, you don't, i just got here yeah, what's going on right and you don't want to work on that pos <laughs> yeah. right yeah <laughs> <laughs> also with production there's mics flying everywhere there's so you have the cameras when the audio comes in and or yeah. when it doesn't Oh man, that's scary. So I, uh, I actually had a, uh, an interview that I had conducted a few couple months ago. I was using this double mic. I've retested it and retested it and it works perfectly fine right now. That day I thought it was working properly and it turns out it, uh, turned out it was not. Oh, no. And uh, so fortunately, she was sitting, um, the woman who was wearing the bad microphone mm-hmm. was sitting next to her husband who was wearing the good microphone mm-hmm. and they were sitting right next to each other. She wasn't very soft spoken. So she she spoke up. Mm-hmm. So that that definitely helped, mm-hmm. you know, all wasn't lost, you know, and that just took a little bit of post editing afterwards to kind of bump her up a little bit when some of her mm-hmm. lower parts, mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. is what it is sometimes. Yeah, that's a, that's a happy mistake. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take yeah. that one. Yeah. There's instances when, say, somebody didn't get picked up. Then what? What happens then? <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> Just hope, go hope with that it. you're hope that you're able to reshoot it uh-huh. or use or run a mic live on. TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, you know, it actually did have that uh, mm-hmm. happen to me uh, last summer, and uh, fortunately, the person that I was I was shooting with, uh, his office is you know right in the student union, so right across from our building. Mm-hmm. Um, I just text him like, "Hey, man, I messed up. You mind if I come back over? I'll take fifteen minutes. 
uh, he was totally cool with it. So mm-hmm. I was able to go, you know, reshoot that oh, and okay. it was just fine. Mm-hmm. So I got lucky mm-hmm. in that case. Mm-hmm. That's not always going to be the case. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Like I'm thinking like live. So <laughs> in live. Um, yeah. I mean, in live, basically you just kind of move on, you know, because yeah. you're, you, and I've had that happen. Mm-hmm. I've definitely had that happen where in a, in a live news setting, the anchor, we, we always do a mic check. We always do a mic check beforehand. Some anchors will, for some reason, do a mic check and then turn it right back off. <laughs> I don't know why, yeah. um, but I've had this happen Privacy. plenty of times. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But that's, there's just sitting in the studio. Yeah. So it's like, come on. The, you know, they'll, they'll, we'll do the mic check. Mic check's good. Mm-hmm. And then they'll turn it right back off. Yeah. And then they go for, for their, you know, live hit and they forget to turn it back on. And me as a director, I'm thinking, I've already checked your mic. You should be good. What's the problem? Mm-hmm. So they, they go up and then their microphone's not hot. It's like, where's his mic? Where's his mic? Where's his mic? And this is literally what I would do. I would wonder like, where's the mic? Where's the mic? All right, I'm taking the package, taking the package, roll. Mm-hmm. And I would just hit it. Mm-hmm. And I would just, I would just go into it. And then as soon as we're in the package, I would get in, get into their ear um, tell them, Hey, put it on your mic like turn it on mm-hmm. probably wouldn't call them that yeah. but still yeah. it's like that's how i feel yeah i would tell them to get their get their mic on because they messed up because they're gonna wonder why it's like why'd you roll my package because you messed up mm-hmm. right and i did what i had to do because their mic is obviously not being picked up from a director standpoint yeah i would just mm-hmm. if their mic just goes silent but they're talking like i can see their lips moving i'm just gonna i'm just gonna roll into the package and then i'm gonna get in their ear and tell them, like, all right, uh, wrap it up and you can take uh, the producer will likely give them a little bit extra time for the wrap just because they, you know, killed they, they lost that time in the beginning. But, yeah, so then we'll we'll just tell them and then they'll they'll come back and they'll yeah. they generally don't mention it. They generally don't mention it. They'll come back on and then they'll just act as if it didn't happen. Right. Because right, um, right. we, we, we like to we like to pretend like, you know, stuff like that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they'll they'll come back and they'll just <laughs> do their outro. Exactly. Or nothing case, happened over here. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Nothing happened over here. Ignore that. Um, so, yeah. So we just uh, send it into the package. Yeah. Let them tag it out like we like we normally call it intro they missed the intro because mm-hmm. their microphone now they're on their tag they can tag it out and we can we can hear them just fine mm-hmm. so i'll get another mic check while we're in the package and then yeah they're they're good to go yeah that's great though that you're able to you know get some kind of com- line of communication through their ear yeah yeah they're usually they're always wearing an ifp mm-hmm. um in in a professional setting they're they're always wearing an ifp that stands for uh, interrupt interruptible feedback and it's basically they're listening to the mix of the show mm-hmm. minus their microphone so they have mix minus is what that's called and if they have their microphone if they don't have mix minus they're they're going to get an echo Right. They're they're going to talk and they're going to hear themselves in their in their microphone at a slight delay and it will mess them up. So you'll see it from time to time when, you know, maybe a live reporter out in the field, you know, maybe maybe the the in-house audio person or maybe maybe even in the field, the audio is messed up and they're they're, you know, not getting mixed minus. So they'll start. And then they'll pull their earpiece out because they're they're getting that. Then they'll try to fix it right away. You know, once once they're in the package and everything, um, and you know, do it do what they need to do. But yeah, you definitely don't want to hear yourself in your own ear when you're talking because it's at a very very slight delay. It's very very weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's very very so weird. They can hear 
the show, basically. Yep, they hear the entire show. They can hear the package rolling, mm-hmm. anchor mics, the, every other mic except their own. They're also getting, and this is why it's called an IFB, interruptible feedback. That audio can be interrupted by the producer and or the director. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how we get in their ear and tell them, hey, do this, do that. And it's just, that's the standard protocol. That that's the way it works. And me as a director, I've had plenty of mistakes. I've had plenty of successes. So, and that's exactly what I tell my students. And, and that's what I bring to the table. I've been through a lot of the problems that they are going to find themselves in and I will lead them I will guide them through it because I've been there you know don't freak out figure it out come to me I'll I'll help you fi- uh, figure it out mm-hmm. so we don't need to freak out so like let's get this done that's so great you're yeah. there to teach the next and up and coming what is one thing that you find most rewarding in your classes. They're learning everything pretty much for the first time. They're walking through it. This is something they're interested in. What's something that you help tell them to motivate them to go forward? Tell them, let them know that it's not easy, Mm -hmm. but it's doable. That's going to be a lot of things in life. Mm -hmm. You know, things aren't going to be easy, but they're surprisingly doable. It just takes doing. You know, and definitely one of the most rewarding things that I ever generally get to see when I end the semester. This is something that I always ask at the end of the semester. I ask by a show of hands, do you feel like you learned something? Every hand, every semester goes up. And it's like, damn, like that's, yes. I don't need them to know everything. Mm -hmm. I just need to know that they learned something. Mm -hmm. Like our time together wasn't wasted over 15 weeks or however many short weeks on a summer class. So yeah, yeah, that's definitely the best part. Is it more like quick, quick rundowns? People are interested in taking your class. In 325, mm-hmm. basically, they're uh, yeah, they're learning a bunch of different story formats. So that's the the really news heavy side. And then we uh, then we do a special project for the uh, for the midterm with the uh, what's called the urban adventure that happens with uh, criminal justice. Oh yeah. So yeah, so they get involved with that, kind of treating it like a uh, like a real, actual, true to life crime scene, mm-hmm. uh, just like you know CRJ does. You know, rather than being the uh, the investigators of the crime scene they're the reporters that are that are there on the scene on the scene exactly (laughs) so yeah so that's the midterm and then after that we get into some other things they do a vlog we look at some uh, social media social media style videos um, a few other things do a music video well-rounded yeah exactly Mm -hmm. exactly Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah they get uh, they get a a good amount of a good amount of everything because i like to think that the media that we watch is created on more simple means than the super duper high grade professional gear right a lot of people are shooting on their phones a lot of people are shooting on their own personal dslr cameras you don't need to have a cinematic camera to get a cinematic look right however a lot of phones more modern phones than mine i got an iphone 10 or x you know they have the cinematic mode on them and they look amazing Mm -hmm. they do look really really good yeah a lot of the media that we consume is not made by the super duper duper high professional um, great equipment, right? Because people are always looking at stuff on their phone, listening to stuff on their phone. How many, you see it on Instagram, it's just, you know, independent music artists who are who's like, hey, check out this song. It's coming out this Friday, right? And they can put stuff on iTunes. They can put stuff on Spotify themselves. It's not that hard. Distribution for music has completely, completely changed. I don't know how long, but it's completely, completely changed. Um, and then you can do it, do it with music videos too, with YouTube and things like that. The world has changed and like, you know, you don't need the big guy sure. anymore. Sure. And that's what's really cool about it. Something can produce quality and then knowing the skills behind how to do something like cinematic, like sure there's a button, but we know there's like different angles that to capture yeah. to bring that elevated look. 
and yeah. as well as the sound, you're going to want everything to be high quality, but it's yeah. doable. Yeah, it's uh, the it's the equipment, yeah. and but it's the knowledge too, mm-hmm. you know. And if you have that, you know, you can do a lot of really cool things with not a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then learning with your eye and your ear technique. I know when I've taken classes before for video protection, all I'm thinking is like, oh, that headroom. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, having a lot of headroom is oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, just, just using that rule of thirds. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I love video. I love photography and I love audio. All those little things just are so interconnected there. and it goes hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. Just thank you again, RT, for just highlighting just a few of those aspects for us and sharing with us all that you're doing here at UNLV and what you have done in the past professionally. So I would consider you a professional. So thank you again. Any last words? that you want to tell us before we go no other than just get out and do it yeah thank you so much rt great motivation and i'll see you next time i want to thank you so much for tuning in and if you missed any of today's episode you can find us anywhere podcasts are available like spotify google and apple Podcasts. thank you for listening to today's episode of talking with the pros with me jess b i love you and i'll catch you in the next one bye